0: Welcome to the Visualize You podcast. I'm your host, Beth Huey, and each week on the show, we will talk about how you can pivot in your career and create a business that is more in alignment with your true soul's calling. I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already, so you can learn the practical skills that will help you do the same. I'll also deliver training and bring experts onto the show to help you recognize your self-worth, honor your skills, and become confident, feeling ready to pivot, package, promote, and profit from your career and life experiences. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 15 of the Visualize You show. I'm your host, Beth Hewitt, and this week I'm slightly late again, but I don't have the excuse of thanksgiving because i'm in the uk so i can't use that excuse i'm just late because i'm late but that's okay this week on the show i am interviewing johnny ross johnny is a good friend of mine who i've known for some time johnny is the founder of fleek marketing a digital marketing specialist and a award-winning digital marketing company and he used to deliver training and would act as a digital champion on one of the business support programs that i managed A couple of years ago and we've become good friends and johnny has always struck me as somebody who's been really switched on in terms of digital marketing blogging seo voice search he's always been ahead of the curve and i just think you're going to get some really great insight not just from a SEO point of view, but also through some of the choices that Johnny has made along his way. Now, Johnny used to be a optometrist who then actually had a e-commerce sunglasses a retail website, which was doing incredibly well, but then one day got hit by not having the right SEO. And so this investigation and need to look into how SEO worked and how you do it the right way led Johnny on this journey of helping other businesses to understand that as well. Johnny was also really open and candid in this interview. He shared a lot of things around what it was like when he first started out in business, how we can sometimes feel like a rabbit in the headlights and maybe we feel like we've got imposter syndrome, but just knowing that that is okay. And one of the things that Johnny advises others to do is to really understand your own limitations and start to find people who have those skills and experiences so that you can follow their lead and learn so much from them. I also love how confident Johnny is and how as a social being who wants to be loved and liked, which I don't think is just typical of Johnny. I think as human beings, we all want to be loved and seen and heard. He has been able to network and build a business based on real connections and relationships. Now before we head over to the interview I just want to do a final reminder that it's the last few days to sign up for the December gratitude journey which is starting on the 1st of December so next Tuesday and also if you leave a review on iTunes for the Visualize You podcast and send me a screenshot, send me an email, let me know that you've left that Review. I will enter you into a draw to spend 20 minutes with me to talk about how you can pivot in your career or start a business or whatever you're currently stuck with. So please do leave me a review as a new podcaster. It will really help me get my reach out there and really help me to grow and get into ears of more listeners. Okay, enjoy the show and I'll speak to you soon. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Visualise You. I'm joined today by Johnny Ross. Hi Johnny. thank you for being here with us today.
1: Thanks for having me, it's great to be here, thank you.
0: And I've I've worked with you for quite a number of years now Johnny. actually, I think it's probably, I don't know, four or five years, I I, Uh, I haven't uh, marked it on my calendar or anything but I think we've uh, certainly worked with each other for quite a while now. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast.
1: Why haven't you marked it in the diary?
0: I don't know. I should have known, I think it, put me on the spot. it does
1: it does it does know it does feel like it's been at least four or five years it uh, does, and it's been it? an absolute delight working with you
0: So I'd like to start by just letting our listeners know a little bit more about you and uh, how it all started out and and how you came to be doing what you're doing today.
1: yeah, so for those that don't know me, I'm from Liverpool originally, so now in Leeds, I moved here when I was eighteen. Only a couple of years ago, of course. I, I always wanted to be an optician, actually. And, and, I, and I did become an optician. Uh, I came over to Leeds to study. I, I studied in Bradford, actually, and lived in Leeds. And I was working in... I did my pre-reg with Vision Express, did quite a bit of training in some of the bigger opticians that are around, and then ended up being a director in a group of small independent opticians in the north of England. Did that for a number of years really enjoyed it. But at the same time, I've always loved tech and online. Back in 99, I set up an e-commerce site selling sunglasses. This was in the dot-com boom. We were one of the first to go online to do sunglasses. And for the first five years, we were the biggest sunglass retailer in the UK. We knew that from our buying power. Uh, we were buying more than Shade Station. We were buying more than Debenhams. So it was a, a great business. What then happened was We were pretty much at the top of Google for absolutely everything to do with sunglasses, designer sunglasses, Armani sunglasses, red sunglasses, Dolce & Gabbana sunglasses. And and overnight, our sales dropped, and we didn't really know why, and it took us about a month to realize that we were no longer on page one of Google. And we'd been pushed to page seven of google no one ever goes to page seven of google
0: that's why you bury the dead bodies isn't it on page seven
1: <laughs> well yeah who even goes to page two uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah we did, we didn't look at things like google analytics back then very often mm. and it did take us a month to realize so we we'd been doing loads of seo we were with an seo agency it was obviously working really well because we were literally at the top for everything but obviously we Pushed to page seven and the current SEO agency we were with didn't know how to solve it. They just kept saying, you're doing the right thing, keep doing it. And we're like, yeah, but we're on page seven. We went through a couple of different SEO agencies over about an 18 month period and neither of them could solve it, even though we'd spent tens of thousands of pounds. So in the end, I found a guy in New York who was on $250 an hour. He tells me that he didn't work for Google, but I'm sure he used to work for Google. I don't know. But within two weeks, he got us back to page one of Google.
0: That's amazing. And
1: yeah, I, I just learned a massive amount and was fascinated by it all, but really frustrated with the industry as well, the, the, the UK SEO industry. I was, mm-hmm. Back in 2004, this was, 2005, it was just a, a snake oil industry. It, it really was. It was just, they were just selling crap. And and so obviously we'd lost some position with Debenhams and Shade Station at that point. And the only way we were going to, we got back to page one, but it was positions two and three. It wasn't position one. Yeah. So in the end, we the only way we were going to solve this was investing, but the senior department didn't want to. So we decided to separate ways and I decided to go off and help businesses understand what all this SEO was about because I was really frustrated and but really understood what was going on so a bit of a long story there for you but that was how I got into this and my journey really.
0: And with you then deciding that you weren't going to continue with the the site as it was because your original passion if that's what you call it was around eyes and the, op- the opticians in what's it opt- optometry tell me what o- the word
1: op- is. Yeah ophthalmic optometry.
0: Was it For you to then move and just to be helping businesses, which is also obviously clearly your passion, was there a bit of a disconnect or was it easy just to go, actually, I'm going to focus on all businesses? There was was
1: a a very easy connect with regard Mm -hmm. to small businesses, owners that were really not techie or digital savvy, that had businesses that had been running for a long time. So older generation owners of businesses. That was quite an easy connect. But then actually when I started getting a bit more into things and I found myself at board level, having some sort of bigger discussions and more challenging discussions, I'll be honest, the first year or so I was like rabbit in a headlights. My experience was retail background lots of customer service, lots of shop floor work with the e-commerce. My experience was very, again, customer service orientated. And yes, of course I'd get involved in the finance. Of course I'd get involved in, I was a buyer. So I was very involved in that side of things, but actually running the business, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I, I was, whilst I was a director, it was at a sort of arm's length when it came to the, the full finance side of the business and not just from finance, but but other areas. It, you know, Yeah, I was definitely a rabbit in the headlights in the first year or two when, when I first set out. So that was quite a change.
0: I think that's really interesting to hear that because I think that's, that can be the bit that challenges people who are maybe thinking about starting their own business is actually, am I going to be able to cope with all these other bits that come with it and also the things that I don't even know that come with it. And I certainly, I've sat on different committees and boards and that first experience of actually quite recently actually when I've been like in a room with 30 plus GPs and clinicians and people who right at the top of their game and I have not not got a medical background and yet I'm there t- representing people it's that feeling of imposter syndrome and can I do that so I'm really pleased that you brought that up because I think it's important that people can hear that because it's something that we all yeah think about so how did you continue is it just just keep doing what you're doing and taking action and just learning as you go along that has made it easier for you now
1: yeah. I, so I think what I did was I recognized that there was a, a limitation there and I surrounded myself with some really good people. It, it's what I am very used to doing. If I can recognize that there's a gap, then I'll find people that, that I perceive to be good in that gap and spend time with them. And there was there was a couple of people in particular that made a huge difference to my understanding of the b2b world and uh, and gave me that um I, I was about to say gave me that confidence but i'm quite a confident person anyway so I, I think they probably just powered that confidence perhaps maybe or, or gave me some of the tools some of the language actually it was the language more than anything that i was struggling with uh, in the very early days and and so it was just by surrounding myself with those people and, and getting into that more sort of corporate world that i I opened up my experiences and became much more comfortable with it.
0: And like you said, you are you come across as incredibly confident, but an incre- incredibly social animal. You're just out there all the time on social. And I think that's, that's part of the picture is that you've got the SEO and you're doing all those things to get in the search engines, but you need to be present as well. One of the things that I love about you is like these interviews that you've done with really random people like Timmy Mallet and uh, uh, Jimmy Corkill <laughs> of Brookside, which if you are you know, under the age of 30, you won't have a clue who those people are or if you're not in the UK and you didn't watch a wide awake club in the late 80s mid 90s but how do those kind of things happen clearly you have to be a social confident animal to be able to get for those things to happen. You didn't expect me to go there, did you? Yeah. We, we've gone
1: there. <laughs> no, for sure. The Jimmy corkle one was, I, I, was, I think I might've been, I can't remember, 11, 12. I, I can't remember the age. I'm always up for putting my hands up and, and, and trying to, to do things and opening doors. I've always been like that. I think a lot of it's come from my father. And, um, Uh, You know, you just don't, you know, that whole thing of, is someone lucky? I think people do create their own luck and, and that can open some doors. I think I entered a competition with Radio 5... I'm sure it was Radio 5, yeah, and as a kid, and won the competition. And, and next minute, I was presenting a 30-minute programme about Merseyside with the help of Radio Merseyside for a Radio That's 5 amazing. production. And it was amazing. So, yeah, I did, I did a load of interviews. One of them was Jimmy Corkill from Brookside. And I just took it in my stride. It was just, it was actually, If I, do you know something? If I'm brutally honest, I, I wasn't really... At that age, I didn't really know what Brookside, I wasn't really a big fan of Brookside. So whilst I'm sat in front of this guy, I'm probably d- downing it slightly, but I'm trying to remember how I was feeling and how I was feeling was this was just another person and I was just having a conversation. So there wasn't that sort of star, uh, you know, and, and I've never had that. I've met a, a, a number of celebrities or famous people and, and I've just never had that because they're just people, aren't they? Just, this We're all ha- just people. In fact, sorry yeah sorry this leads in to that whole boardroom level Uh um and and that rabbit in the headlights these are they're just people and and actually when you get under the skin of a lot of these people they're not that good at some of the jobs they do and you talk about my confidence before we started we talked about i'm doing delivering something this this afternoon and i was like beth i'm not even ready for it you know (laughs) i'm not and and you know i I just sort of do these things off off the cuff but yeah it probably is yeah i i am uh you know we're all real as well aren't we
0: yeah i think yeah i I had a similar experience so when i i worked in local governance for a long time and i was working with ward councillors so there's 69 councillors within kirklees council and uh, i was just really intimidated by these people that had been you know elected by the people and i was now going to be supporting and working with them and uh, i think it was like the head of governance or something he just said beth they're just people i was like oh yeah They are. So there's something about that, isn't there? I think we're all human at the end of the day and it's just more about helping one another and we've all got something to give to the world, haven't we? So sometimes we can learn lessons from them as they can learn from us in our situations as well. Are you starting or thinking about starting a new WordPress site for your new business and you are not sure which theme to pick The best. Check out the Brizzy theme. With no coding skills required, no web design experience, the innovative visual builder empowers users to create awesome modern websites. It is so easy to use, it's packed with templates that are fully customizable. You can also create pop-ups and lead capture pages with complete ease. It's amazing. I use it on all of my websites, and when it's starting at just $49 for the pro version what's not to love check them out at visualiseyou.com forward slash brizzy so let's just go back to when you did pivot so you stopped the, the e-commerce side and then you moved into working with the businesses was that an easy shift to make obviously there was things you made a decision because of maybe it was financial or it wasn't viable perhaps but what was the real shift because it's not just as easy as going I'm not going to do that today I'm going to start this tomorrow there's a little bit of a transition we've got families we've got kids if you had kids at that time there's all kinds of things going on so can you just talk a little bit about what was going through your mind and how you actually did that transition
1: yeah I'll be honest I procrastinated uh, mm-hmm. for a long time I've listened to uh, you. We've spoken on a, an interview as well. And your whole thing of quitting a job actually is a good thing and can open some doors. I procrastinated for a long time. And my concern was, I need to feed my family. I need to, I've got an income. Why would I be silly to to risk that income? And, and if anything, I kept telling myself all the sort of pros of the job that I was in, which if anything, in hindsight, They weren't that pro, but I I was making them bigger than they were. I was maximizing Mm. them and minimizing the the, the cons. I was a bit fortunate because there was a, a fair transition because what I ultimately started doing in my new business was stuff that I was doing as a sort of hobby at the weekends. And it was very much another business owner really struggling as as i said earlier i think the first client i had was a the solicitors they it was quite a, an old guy that was running it and he didn't have the first clue about digital for me it was just literally helping them take some little steps and there wasn't much cost going on I wasn't really charging a great deal it was just I think he decided how much he was giving me to be perfectly honest and so this was going on in the background so that yeah. gave me the confidence that actually you know I can help people here and, and and here's what I've done and there was results as well there was a concern from a financial point of view there was a concern with can I do this but the other thing was there was also a massive change from the working environment a huge change in the working environment but it just came to a bit of a head I decided now's the time to do it and and I took that brave step and just went full at it. And I, I'm not that person that just, you know, sits at home and waits for something to, to happen. I went out there and, and did as much networking, you know, literally saying yes to everything, which I later realized was a bad strategy. Perhaps it's very good right at the beginning, but actually I say no more than I say yes now, which I think is really important. But yeah, the shift was organic, but... There was concerns as well, but it just made it happen.
0: And I think saying yes to everything and being a great networker can be good and it can be, be, be bad. But I think one of the ways that you've utilised that more recently is in the, like the community that you set up. So what was the Coronavirus Yorkshire Business Support Group, which is now the Yorkshire Business Club, which I think is a, a great name. It was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Did that come out of your desire of helping other people, which seems to be a common yeah, thread that's I- coming up?
1: Yeah, listen, I really got to understand myself more over the last number of years, probably 10 years. And I like to be liked. I like to be... I like people to feel that they get value from me. And and I'm sure some of it stems from some of my childhood and and it's stuff that I really like looking into, to be perfectly honest, and, and exploring. But it's certainly something that that triggers something for me. And again, organically, what was happening right at the beginning of, I think it was the sort of 16th, 17th of March, when there was let's go back further actually. We had a we've got a friend in China. We were having conversations with them in January about this. And we were getting really confused concerned quite early on to give you some idea we took the, the kids out of school a week before the schools closed so we, we were ahead of the game I was creating a spreadsheet with numbers in starting in the 1st of February I was well ahead of certainly where the government perceived to be and so what happened was the middle of March came and 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 there was big announcements and lots of like concern and worry from a business point of view I probably had a good couple of months of getting to understand where all of this would might be going. And so for me it was no shock, but I think for a lot of people it was a shock that businesses are now closed. I was probably quite prepared for it. So what happened was in that sort of 16, 17, I found myself in lots of conversations with people that well, it, it, first of all started with my father actually, who has a traditional business. He's he's quite arm's length away from it. He's got people that run it for him. But it's it the, the, the big thing here is that they don't have the proper HR stuff in place they don't have the proper whatever else in place and so I found myself trying to help him in the first couple of days and that led into me probably having I don't know a dozen different phone calls with different people that knew me asking for some help with different things and, and, and in the end I just put something on Facebook that said look I've been through all sorts of stuff here I bet I can help in all sorts of areas of business if you if you're worried speak to me and within a, I think another day it was obvious that actually we just need to create a bit of a group of support here where people let's bring some experts and get some help but the interesting thing was at the time and I'm really not trying to be big-headed that I, I, honestly if you know me that's not what this is about I was giving advice that experts didn't know the answers to I have a number of solicitor clients I was sat in the MD's office of one of those clients we were talking about furlough and again this was like very early on 23rd 24th of March I was telling him stuff that he didn't have any clue about and he said Johnny he said do you think as a solicitor do you think we've ever considered furlough no fair enough and 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 I was telling him answers so it it was the answer to your question it was a long answer but in answer to your question it was something that organically happened and I just saw there's an opportunity to help let's help and it's just then grown and grown
0: And I think it's massively helped people because you could just see the conversations, people are asking questions and interacting with one another and that desire to want to continue in the group after obviously coronavirus is still here but want to still be part of this business community long after that you don't just have a Facebook group where people can ask questions you're also doing you're bringing experts into that space you're interviewing people and you're doing networking and things like that so it's a much bigger beast than just a Facebook community which is a full-time job in itself sometimes we know what it's like to be well marketers know what it's like to manage a a Facebook group I suppose throughout all of this period then has there been some kind of main life lessons that you'd want to maybe share with with the listeners whether it's when you did the pivot or something else or just business advice what would you say is something you'd like to share
1: yeah i i think probably the the biggest thing is don't put things off if you've got some instinct that you should do something then stop thinking about it and actually just do it's probably a big piece of advice surround yourself with people that are at what you perceive to be a higher level in something that you're wanting to do. I think, in fact, you've done that. We were chatting about podcasting and I think you did exactly that prior to becoming an expert at uh, podcasting. So that's the, that's the thing, surround yourself with with the right people. Uh, and I think that there's some great business books out there as well that can really make you reflect and think. And But actually, having said that though, for me, it's about experience. It's about putting your hand up trying things, doing things, getting yourself out and and being brave. There's more than a few things there, I think, Beth, but that no, would be uh, of those, some of the thoughts I'd give.
0: Yeah, all of those really relevant. There's something about, yeah, like you say, being brave. I think I read somewhere else someone was asking the question, what's the difference between confidence and, and bravery? I think bravery is sometimes actually doing it when you don't have the confidence. Yeah. We talk about yeah needing to be confident and just putting yourself out there but sometimes we have to put ourselves out there and, and we're maybe not quite ready and that's the bravery in us that we just we have to do i think don't put things off is a massive thing i've learned that lesson i think the the calling if it's a calling that's pulling you, you're or you supposed to be doing something different it just gets louder and louder and louder until it hits you upside the head one day and actually you're forced into it whether you've been made redundant and you've You've not put that work in prior, and now you have to do that, or you're spiralling into depression because you're really not enjoying where you are. So I think that's critical that you, you just have to to do it and try not to put things off. But yeah, surrounding yeah. yourself with uh, surrounding yourself with people is is really important. We are social beings at the end of the day. There's a lot of benefit in that. Absolutely let's talk about marketing because obviously that is your expertise you've got so much marketing experience in seo and uh, digital and when i searched for you so i was doing a little bit of my research so obviously there's jonathan ross who is obviously well known in the uk as a, a comedian and it wasn't until i searched your name last night that i'm thinking actually for somebody with a name such as johnny ross from an seo point of view that might be quite difficult to dominate the search engines but you're everywhere like you're literally everywhere online like i ended up on your pinterest page i was like he's got nine thousand views a month on pinterest i'm like that i didn't even know that was a thing that you did you really do talk the talk so where where do you want to start with this johnny what marketing <laughs> what's working for you because clearly something is is working for you and uh,
1: it's the principle of getting yourself out there isn't it <laughs> and uh, but I, I think you're right on some of the things I, I do recognize that my skill where this was born from is search engine optimization and that passion is still with me hugely and uh, so for me being able to dominate in a search engine being able to dominate page one is is something that plays a big part in in branding and marketing so that's about having a number of different profiles doing different things to dominate and it it was where we came up with uh fleek marketing the, the business name what i didn't want is uh, a name that was being used by yet again another marketing agency and there's, there's hundreds of thousands yeah. of marketing agencies in the UK and pretty much every name you can think of is being used and so what I didn't want to do was come up with a name that actually is is another agency in Manchester another agency in London etc so it was trying to come up with something unique yeah. the moving from Jonathan to Johnny was very much a, a social thing but I was very much Jonathan until a, a probably the age of I think about 25 somewhere around right, okay. then but but yeah but going back to your question where would you start actually it's still my advice right of today where would you start forget marketing cross marketing off let's agree what it is you're trying to achieve why are you in the business you're in what is it what's your why what's your story what's your vision what are you hoping to achieve and from that vision what are your objectives there's a clear path to go through some of those things and actually i must admit that as a business owner i didn't buy into any of this for probably about the first five or six years and and it was only going through it and and experiencing I realized the importance of all of those things and they give you the power to say no they give you the power to be able to keep on the right track Mm -hmm. to make sure that every minute you're spending ties back to what it is you're trying to achieve and so those things I think are just so important so the answer to where do you start with marketing is stop thinking about marketing make it really clear about what you're wanting to achieve and only then you can then start putting some kind of marketing strategy together
0: and why did you think back then so when you first started why did you think that you didn't want to do that was it because you'd had a level of success with the e-commerce side that you'd obviously been able to generate this this revenue was a part of that or what was it
1: that? Yeah, I was, I was younger, going back many years. I remember in school I was being basically a bit of a Dell boy and buying and selling. So I was buying stuff from friends outside of school, taking it into school and selling it for, for more money. Um, and uh, and I remember that my uh, my A-level stats tutor, uh, which uh, back then did give feedback to the parents, was was telling my parents that if I spent uh, more time on my A-level stats than I did in the, the common room selling uh, knock off goods, then... I'd be doing better at my A-level stats. I had a lot of confidence and knew I could sell. So I think I didn't believe in all that sort of stuff. And I saw it as a bit of a waste. And it's, why are you writing that on a piece of paper? Mm -hmm. Who needs to know what your vision is? It sounds very flowery to me. And my objective is, well, yeah, I'm just going to go make money, aren't I? That's my objective. I'm just going to make sure I've got enough in the bank to have what I want. Or I'm just going to go out there and be liked. So I don't need any of this written down. So (laughs) I think there was probably confidence. I think it was success, confidence and a Gift of the Gab, and all of that sort of stuff, which reinforced that I didn't need any of these things. It's only later on that actually you realise how important they are.
0: Yeah, and th- thank you for your honesty there, because I, I think we have those thoughts. Like, when I started this show, I went through that process of actually what is the lens of the show? Who Who is my target audience? What are the messages that I want to you know, be sharing with the world? And actually, it does allow me to get back on track because, for example, if you start getting requests for guests that want to be on your show, it allows you to go back and look at them and go, actually, that person isn't right. And it, if you didn't have it on paper, you'd be almost doing the exercise again in 12 months' time, and that just wastes
1: Absolutely. time as well. Yeah, it's so powerful, so powerful.
0: So that's a great tip to have. So throughout all of this time then, has there been something that's been calling, would you say, or has there been things that have happened that actually you can see that there's some dots that have been joining together to get to where you are today?
1: Oh, you are me there. <laughs> has there been some kind of calling?
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> you can call it something else just listening to you I am a connector of dots so I hear things in the things that you say so you interviewing Jimmy Corkill and then you yeah. now interviewing people do you know what I mean those kind of things yeah
1: perhaps like I said I'm still exploring man and I find it fascinating and actually I struggle to get to some of the deeper levels at times and I think that to other people there's probably some really obvious connections and to me it's just just what i do and and i probably don't even uh, notice it so i think i find it a difficult question to answer and i'm i've still got the mindset that i'm open to any future change if i feel it's right but where the dots are connected i, I actually I, i'm not sure i know the answer yet
0: do you want to connect the dots
1: i'd love to yeah yeah for sure Yeah yeah and as I said I'm continually exploring myself and I would have thought I'd get a better understanding of things as time progresses.
0: Steve Jobs said something about it in one of his commencement speeches about you can't you can't always see the dots when you leave university for example you can't see where you're heading you don't know where you're going but then you get to a certain point in your life probably midlife and you can start to see because of these experiences you can see a bit of a pattern as to where you're going and that almost gives you clues to what's coming in future because we do learn more about ourselves we do go through various experiences and we pull that through with us all the time you can't do it when you're so young in your career because it nobody really knows where we're heading some people do have a very clear idea i want to be a doctor i want to be i want to do this i want to do that but even then there's still experiences that happen in our life it doesn't necessarily be that those dots will be a career
1: from the age of nine i wanted to be an optician it was simple as that And, and i achieved it and and i stayed in it till 25 was it something like that might have the maths wrong might be a bit older actually (laughs) maybe 30 something anyway yeah you're absolutely right that was that was absolutely what i wanted to do and and it's what happened but i'm I'm also quite in some way my current vision is quite short term it's in some way i'm still open to different direction in the future
0: i love the oxymoron of an optician with a short-term vision (laughs) (laughs) i really like that (laughs) So um, we all have kind of skills and experiences that we've amassed over the journey of our career. I like to call them superpowers, but are there something that you'd like to say? And I think you've mentioned a few of them today already, but are there some superpowers that you would like to share with our listeners today that you think you are particularly...
1: Superpowers? Superpowers that I'd love to have would be flying, but I don't have that. What superpowers do I think I've got? I think I can bring the best out of people. I think I can bring energy. I believe I can make things happen and I believe that I bring accountability as well those would be and yeah I I am confident and it's just something that's part of me and built into me and, and I enjoy stepping outside the box and putting myself out there.
0: I think those are really great superpowers and I think those are exactly the superpowers that people need when you're helping businesses. They need somebody who can hold them to account and they need somebody who can support them and bring the best out in them. So, I think those are amazing superpowers. We touched on vision, but what's coming up for you in the future? I
1: was interviewing someone the other day. They talked about a magpie syndrome. I think I've got the same syndrome actually. I like shiny new things. Mm, and so actually, I, I've got the boring vision for the next 12 months, but I've also got what if, and oh, that could be good. And so I've got a few ideas whirling around, but I think, so what I'd say is come on the journey with me. If you if you want to know where I'm going to be in 12 months, get involved and whatever level, and, uh, and you'll find out, because I'm not quite sure.
0: I, I like that. I was thinking about this yesterday, because there's that element of... I think it's really important to have vision and to be able to put a lot of detail into that sometimes using your senses. So how do you feel? What does that look like? Who are you working with? And having deliberate intention and and knowing that. But then there's that element that I think sometimes we just need to be in flow. We just need to surrender and actually be open to things because I think we can be too prescriptive and uh, that then allows us not to see because we're blinkered to actually there's some amazing opportunities that we may not have actually even thought about. So I think it's really important that, you're open and allow yourself to do that. But then I think coming back to the point about having, knowing you, your what you why, who your audience is and all of that, having that allows you to go, so when something shiny does appear, you can go, actually, do I just want this because it's shiny? Or is this actually gonna help me achieve the thing that I'm trying to do in its totality? So I think it's finding a balance
1: it is but at the same time if you're i agree but at the same time if you're meeting the objectives and meeting the vision that you've got yeah yeah and you have yeah and you have i mean it's either time to rewrite or it's or it is time to it's so important to be open and and you've made that point there but you're also right in the there has to be a balance and so it's yeah it's being able to juggle that
0: yeah definitely this has been a fascinating uh Interview, Johnny. Thank you so much for being on the show. You've been amazing guest today. Where can people find out more about you and what you do online?
1: Yeah, for sure. I just search Johnny Ross online. You should find me. No i Y O O S. I'm on LinkedIn, is as as probably the main platform. We've got the Facebook group, the Yorkshire Business Club, which uh, is a great place to network and, and get support if you're a, a business. And my website, fleek.marketing. But yeah, I'm very open to talking. So feel free to get in touch. Thank you, Johnny pleasure thank you
0: all right my friends i hope you've enjoyed today's show i have some freebies waiting for you over on my site at visualize you.com that are going to help you get started on your career pivot i'm offering you not one but two business and career downloadable affirmation audios a guide to journaling and a ton of affirmation scripts you can choose what you like or simply devour them all If you've always wanted to master the art of creative visualization, check out my signature course, The Visualization Vault. It's self-paced, comes with a loving community, and you'll learn how to release resistance and creatively visualize your best life and business. With exercises, affirmations, meditations, and more, head to visualizeyou.com forward slash vault and get the course at my new podcast listener rate. Check out the show notes for all the links. Okay, so that's all for today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any aha moments, tag me in your social media stories and please leave me a review on iTunes. It'll really help me out. Until next time, remember to visualize you.